Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie in partnership with Labrooks. I'm Mick McCarthy and every week we look ahead to the biggest events of the weekend and look, there's no bigger event than what has become really the rivalry game in the English Premier League between uh, Liverpool and Manchester City. That's on this Sunday. Delighted to say Kevin Doyle is with us uh, to talk about that and everything else as well in the world of football, Kevin. Um, just before we get to that game, like it was an interesting night in the Champions League last night. We saw Liverpool do what they always do and batter Porto. We have yeah. uh, Sheriff beating Real Madrid away from home, a team that Dundalk beat last year. Just absolutely bananas. You've other uh, weird results going on, but I suppose the one place, the place to start is, you know, Man City. We mentioned they look like they could. They have this insane week where they're away to Chelsea, away to PSG, away to Liverpool. Started off pretty well, but then last night they were they were schooled by PSG really, and we had that messy moment that I think everybody was. You were very much a man of like I don't want to mm-hmm. see Messi in another jersey. I was with you on that mm-hmm. one, but now that we are, you don't have to be a big PSG fan to still kind of jump out of your seat at Messi being Messi. Yeah, of course you'd be excited if you're a PSG fan. Brilliant. It was interesting last night just seeing how you're after hearing them. Everyone's listening to newspaper stories and different things about how the front three in particular aren't aren't enjoying life together at PSG. It didn't, it didn't look like that last night. Um, Mbappe as well. It was a time which was most impressed me, not to do with the attacking side of it. It was, I think it was the first, that could have been the second half, but he tracked all the way back. Mm. You know, he was basically the last defender making a tackle. Um you know, to get him, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but like, it's easy to get good players to play well going forward. How do you get them? The trick is to get your best players working hard, doing the stuff that they don't really want to do. Mbappe doesn't want to be doing that, but he was doing it. So um, obviously, you know, something is going right there. Something is starting to click with them. If they can do that, if he can, Botticino can keep Messi, Neymar and Mbappe playing like that, working off the ball as well as on the ball. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough ask for anyone. You saw Manchester City against them last night. They didn't have an answer for it. It's going to be a tough ask for anyone to uh, match them in the Champions League. Yeah. Messi's goal itself, then, it, it just, I was saying to you just before we came on air, it felt like such a, a, a like a standard, classic Leo Messi goal. But again, yeah. it's funny that even all these years later, teams aren't able to react to that, to, to know that he's going to feed it in off the wing, run in central for the one-two and then hit it. Like Keeper should have saved it, mate. Yeah, Keeper should have saved it, absolutely, but it's, it, it still feels like they're letting the shots yeah. get off. It's just, it is, it's almost, I suppose my question is like, is it is that a stoppable play? Because Leo Messi's been doing it for 20 years and surely good yeah. will be able to stop it by now. Well, that's why he's Lionel Messi, um, <laughs> why we've all loved watching him, why he's a joy, why he's, you know, why PSG, you know, Spend so much money just on his wages alone to sign them. Um, it's obviously not stop, but I, you know, obviously not played against them in competitive game or anything like that. So I've gone in out. I can't, you know, I can't tell you what managers are telling players, but I can imagine they've all seen. Everyone's seen Messi play. Everyone's seen what he's done. They know what he's trying to do all the time. He still can't stop it. So um, at his age as well, still able to do it. Still looking fairly fresh and fit, isn't he? Like he looked looked like he was enjoying himself last night. So. Uh, short answer, sorry for rambling, is no, Mick. And that's why he like, has all the records and everything himself and Ronaldo. We all know what they're going to do, but no one and stopping are two different things. That's fair enough. You play. You obviously did play against Ronaldo. It was probably before his like absolute peak. You did. did you, you, you didn't play in an Ireland Argentina game against Messi, even a friendly. 
Um, yeah, we played in a friendly. You know what? You'll have to check. Stupid. Like, my memory is crap. I know I was there. I don't know if I had to go home. I, I vaguely remember the match. I don't know if I remember it because I was there playing or because I was watching on TV. Um, so you'll have to check. Someone has to have to let me know. I don't know. Yeah. I remember, um, which I should be able to remember, but I just can't. I, 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 I big thing. I might have went home injured, but I can't Right, I'll check afterwards because if you did play against them, it's probably one to remember. But uh, yeah, like, I understand not having the kind of full memory for like a friendly game anyway. It's never going to have the same kind of intensity. But did you ever have an experience on a pitch like where you're thinking, like, this guy, whoever it might be, if it, uh, is just like a class above and I don't know what we're supposed to do here? Or you kind of lose, almost lose yourself in a second and forget that you're in the game because you're you're in the, in the presence of something spe- special. Um... You know what you were saying? I didn't play against Ronaldo on his peak. Well, you sort of was. Um, you know, it was the near his end of his time at Man United when he was frightening. Um, and I was at Reading playing against him. I think it was Reading. And um, he wasn't having a great game. And the next minute, he just went down the ring. Like you're saying, like we see Messi did. This is when he was left winging at his sort of peak as a winger. Down the left wing, cut inside onto his right foot and drilled into the far bottom corner. And you know he's going to do it, but... Our fullback couldn't stop him, even though he tried to try to show him their line. He still chopped inside the bottom corner. I felt that was, remember that game thinking, you know, he, he didn't really, wasn't that interested. And then it's like when he wanted it, we were 1 0 up at the time. He's like, well, I have to score now. And he just went down the pitch and did it. And it looked so easy. Um, that in particular stands out to me. And also, we played Arsenal when Henri and that group of players were still playing um, a couple of times. And even though they weren't winning the league, I think it was Chelsea maybe were the dominant team at the time, maybe Man United. Mm. Arsenal were going to be second or third in the league, but over a course of two or three seasons, we never got near them playing them. Like, embarrassed. I felt embarrassed. I never felt embarrassed against Man United or Chelsea. Always gave them a good game. Always thought I have half a chance here, even though on paper, where the league positioning, they would have been ahead of Arsenal at the time. But Arsenal, just the way they passed it around, Henri was still in his prime. You just felt like, you felt like babies playing against them. Um, we didn't have a system that could deal with it. We weren't it. I'm sure other players, other players were, our other teams were better set up. We just couldn't deal with our Arsenal side. And I just, I always felt um, just, just not on the same planet as them when I was playing against them. And that was, mm. that was not nice. I didn't like that. I never, I never felt like that, you know, in other, other games or other teams we played against over the years. It's interesting. There was almost so much raw talent to that Arsenal team. They just couldn't put it together for full seasons back then, but kind of like Cesc Fabregas kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking. Your instinct was right. You weren't in the squad for that match. It was a one 0 defeat to uh, Atlanta Road, or well, at Viva to um, to uh, an Argentina team that included Messi, Higuain, Di Maria, uh, Gabriel Heinze. Remember him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Walter Samuel, well, Sergio Romero and goal. A lot of these lads are still around. The Irish team was uh, Shea Given, Paul McShane, John O'Shea, Richard Dunn. Um, we seem to only play with three defenders. I don't know what's going on there. Keith Andrews, Damien Duff, Keith Fahey, Paul Green, Kevin Kilban, and a strike partnership of Robbie Keane and Killian Sheridan. So uh, you might have got a game that day if you didn't go home injured. But uh, yeah, I'd say I, I was thinking your instinct must be correct there that you would remember that. Yeah, you don't imagine a shot. So look, City, as you said, like they look, it's a, it's going to be a tough week. They're like they have the resources, I suppose, to change things up. But Pep doesn't really seem to do that. Um, I thought they were brilliant on Saturday against Chelsea, probably their best performance that we've seen from them in this season anyway. They didn't show up last night, but they've got, like, this Liverpool game has become the big mm-hmm. game. I suppose, and it's never going to be the biggest game in terms of uh, 
uh, from supporters' point of views or anything like that. But in terms of like, they have been the two big clubs now for about five years or so. So this becomes the game we look forward to as neutrals um, to watching the season. I'm fascinated as to where both teams are because City have been so hit and miss this year, whereas Liverpool just look like they're more or less back to themselves. And then you see what like that they were just wide open against Brentford and just look yeah. like competing every time the ball went down the that end of the field. It's it's it is hard to judge at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Just going on last night, like I watched all Liverpool or most of the Liverpool game. I was in it's in the pub actually. It's lovely. Uh, <laughs> and uh they were really good. You know, and they know they're always good against Porto. Record against Porto is ridiculous. So you sort of maybe take it with a pinch of salt, but they were really good last night. And and even that Brentford game, going forward, they just look like they're back. You know, defensively, maybe not quite there, but going forward, they look like they're back to their exciting best. Um, and it's not like a rivalry game, I suppose, yeah, but it's more like Man United Arsenal, maybe, um, over the course of four, five, six seasons, and yeah. was going against each other all the time, and it, it became a rivalry. And the same with these two. And their managers don't seem, Pep and Klopp don't seem to see eye to eye. So it's becoming that game, and yeah, realistically, it's between. I suppose Chelsea and um, Chelsea into it this season uh, could spoil the party for them, but they've been the two and just seen Liverpool back, back to it like a neutral. I'm a Man United fan, shouldn't like watching the rules, should be hating them, but you have to like the way they play and the way that, and I keep saying it to you, the way their manager gets them to play. Uh, enjoyable team to watch. Man City, they're like, if I was to pick out the two, I'd say, I won't give you a score, we're doing that in our one, two, three in a minute, but um, I would see, I'd fancy Liverpool just seeing them in the, I've seen them. Played 90, I've seen 90 minutes a good few times this season with them and they're just, you know, they're just on the counter tactic. It's so dangerous thing again. Dyke looks to be, you know, up to pace now. I know he was in the first few games and that's totally understandable. It might, mightn't be fully right yet, but it takes a while when, when you get an injury like that. Even so, it's just psychological more than anything. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, something about Liverpool again. Um, Man City to me still... You know, as good as everything is, they didn't replace Aguero um, in the summer. Surprised they didn't really go out and you know, flirted with Kane a bit, but they're still missing that number nine to so many games, they have so much possession, create so many chances, and they just keep doing the same thing, the same thing. And obviously, it works out most of the time for them, but they don't have someone off the bench even to come on. You know what? We put a centre forward in there who might score a few tap ins first or something. You're always relying on that sort of, you know, three or four players who play the same. Um, who want to come short money on the ball want to create obviously pitching with goals as well but not someone like Aguero who just wanted to score goals so um, yeah that's sort of my weakness with Man City and that's why I'd be sort of leaning towards Liverpool Another thing I'd be happy about if as a Liverpool fan though as well is is the the, 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 the form of the strikers we were talking last yeah. year it, it felt like they were almost in, either they were in decline or they just needed that real rest and you know, Mane looks a little bit more like the Mane we know. Jota is obviously just continuously kind of improving and look like he did look good last year. Uh, Firmino got goals last night, but Salah has eight and eight and looks like best player in the league, Mo Salah again, doesn't he? It, it, it's the, and you think of that the opposite of City is exactly what you're saying. It's like De Bruyne hasn't been at his best, Sterling hasn't been at his best, Mares, whatever. Grealish made an okay mm-hmm. start, but not the impact they would have wanted. And they don't have anybody to just be that serious danger man the way Salah is you expect them yeah. to score every game yeah I know and then I suppose there's a question with Salah they still have sort of the contracting um, and that could become more of an issue as the season goes on more rumours about where he ends up um, you know 
with the form he's in, you know, last season you'd say, you know, he should sign a contract because he ain't going to get the move. You know, none of the, you know, so you said the front players Liverpool were firing all cylinders. But now the way he's playing at the moment, he's playing himself into, um, you know, either a fantastic new contract or going somewhere else. Um, and there's something Liverpool want to say down. It happened, you know, when Adam seemed to be at them last season, drag on all season and they've missed him. That's, you know, probably not replacing players. They didn't replace him. Um, so, yeah, there's a few little issues and you can look into it and think, you know what, that might be upsetting. But right now, as we speak, it seems to be a happy camp Liverpool. Everyone seems to be smiling. Salah, just his finishing ability is just, you know, for some, it's amazing to watch him play because he never looks like he's, you never think he's in top gear and he just, you know, that's his style. He just looks so calm and relaxed. Never looks like he's going to miss either. So um, he's that, you know, he's not a centre forward, but he's a, he's getting goals. He's like Ronaldo scoring goals, just wants to score goals. Um, whereas I don't think Man City have that, um, that just someone out there who just wants to score goals. Um, they're fabulous players, but you, you feel like they get just as much of a buzz out of an assist as scoring a goal. And, you know, you expect one to be that sort of greedy so-and-so Um that make the difference in those tight, nitty-gritty games where they're not always playing fantastic. Yeah. And also, like, then you have also, like, it's it's Pep versus Klopp, and it feels like mm-hmm. Klopp has been a firing in all cylinders again. There's a lot to look forward to. We'll get your prediction when we get to uh, the 1-2-3. A team that won't be on 1-2-3, though, is uh, Manchester United, because they're playing Saturday af- afternoon against Everton. Look, I'm over it, Kevin, at this stage. I'm on to, I'm on to Tottenham. I'm on to our, our visit to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Uh, for Aston Villa, but it would be remiss of me not to mention uh, Manchester United's uh, famous, uh, consistently mm-hmm. consistent well done, Mick. performance. Yeah, a great win for uh, for whoever they were playing. Uh, the, the Irish media report seemed to be about Manchester United losing a random match to some team. <laughs> but look, we do talk about United every week. There's no point in going back into where their tactics, why are you know what way are they set up? Because it's the same conversation every week. We could have had we could have had it after. Um, the young boys convert the, the performance, um, and a couple of others this season, they'll get it back. They'll probably beat Everton this week. Everyone will be happy again. But what you see from I just wonder about a manager who doesn't say, Do you know what, Cristiano Ronaldo's on my team, I have to play him every week. He's going to be in the middle, he's taking the penalty. Sorry about this, Bruno. And it just mm. set up this, it set up this problem. And I don't think would have been there if Ronaldo, because Ronaldo's not going to be affected if he misses a penalty. He's not. He's too big. He's too long in the tooth for that kind of stuff. He probably was too long in the tooth for that stuff when he was eighteen. He's just that kind of character. Whereas now you have this penalty issue hanging over them as well as everything else. Yeah, I don't. You know, they're, they're Portuguese. They're teammates. The Portugal Ronaldo takes the penalties. The Portugal. You know, it's Ronaldo. All he has to do is step up there and say, "Sorry, Bruno. Um, back in your box. This is." Uh, you know, I'm the king around here, and no one would say a word, and the manager wouldn't say a word, and that'd be the end of it. So, you know, I'd more believe it. Ronaldo, Ronaldo obviously says, "Yeah, it's yours to take. You take it." Um, see them chatting about it, um, but you know, you could just repeat. You know, talking about this incident, we could just repeat this conversation that we've had for the last two years, basically, let's replay the same issues, the same problems. One thing for me hasn't really been bothered about. They, they forced their behind to re-sign Cavani in the summer, desperate to get him. Um, he was really good last season and now he's just not going to play because Ronaldo can only play in one position now and Cavani's sitting there thinking he delayed his return to his homeland to give one more year at Man United a fabulous professional really good striker and now he's just paying him an absolute fortune just to sit on the bench he'll play a few games but realistically any of the big games is going to be Ronaldo if he's fit so 
Um, with 10 minutes to go, I'd even be more worried about is that like they're not even completely abandoned. We come on at 10 minutes to go, yeah. on the left wing at 35. He was still actually more dangerous than anyone else that had. Yeah. It was like that's not where you play Enzo Gavani no. if you're looking for a goal. That's just, you know, that's just, yeah, yeah that's just another problem, isn't it? That just sums, sums everything up. Um, square pegs, round holes type thing. Um, I feel sorry for Gavani because you know what? As you know, I'm glad to sign Ronaldo. I think it's a big statement. You know, just for the club to get a big player like that, they haven't done that in a long time, and, and just for a feel good factor. But actually, in a game, in a starting 11, playing that number nine position, I would prefer Cavani, to be honest with you. I think he offers more off the ball and he'd get as many goals as Ronaldo. So, um, be my opinion on that. I think it's going to be an awful waste. You know, probably the last good year of that man's career is going to be sitting on the bench at Man United and he'll head home there at the end of the season. They'll have paid him fortune and not used him. So, um, but listen, that's. You know, many now have sort of summed up them over the last five or six years. So strange signings, panic boys, players on the bench that shouldn't be, and not sure whose position is best, and you know, a whole lot of problems. Um, but it can all be put right with a win. Yeah, they're playing tonight as well. You win, you win these two games against Villarreal and, uh, and and Everton and probably things look good again. But I do wonder, this is probably my question, is we could talk about what's wrong at the back and what's wrong with their style and what's wrong with everything and why they're so inconsistent. And you, as you said, that's press and replay on every conversation we've had because it is, they're incredibly consistent in how, in, in how yeah. up and down they've been. But I wonder, is there, a, is there a, a, a wheel turning in terms of Manchester United fans? Because obviously closely paying attention Twitter isn't always the best place to judge these things, but obviously closely paying attention on uh, for the game on Saturday. United uh, are, like, there was a, p- a point where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was moaning after the game about offsides and about Martinez's uh, antics and this, that and the other. And I was thinking to myself, you're making a lot of excuses here, but it feels like every United fan that watched that game knows that maybe those things were unlucky, but in general, they didn't play well and Villa probably deserved to get something if not the win out of the game and it's like there's only so many times you can go to the well with that kind of stuff yeah, or yeah. you know moaning about Klopp being the reason they weren't getting penalties and stuff I wonder I sense less support on the weekend than I have in quite a while for the whole Solskjaer thing I think it's very early to be talking about getting rid or anything like that but if he does lose the fans and that's what's been keeping him in the role really is the fact that he's old school Manchester United and he's a hero of the club and He's exactly what they need, and people want them to succeed. It's not going to take too much more, is it? No, it could take these two games, to be honest with you. Like the, the owners have gone and spent a fortune again. You can question some of the signings, but they have spent. Can't argue that they haven't spent money. Um, and they're going to be, you know, I'd imagine they need. They can't keep going the way things are going. They'll need to see some sort of sign of light and payback. And I suppose they're probably happy as, as long as we can keep the. Keep keep the thing in the top four and keep in the Champions League. Um, but like the thing, I you know you're you're hinting towards you have to make a change of manager or whatever. But who is there? Like there is no one. Who would you put in charge of Man United right now? Mm. You'd like them to have something okay. lined up. I know, but to me, he's just to sort of come in and that not going to last more than a year or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall out, get angry. You know, Jose Mourinho slash. Louis van Hal mix, um, you know, doesn't seem to last anywhere long. Probably get instant success, but at the, you know, over the course of two or three years, not ideal. You know, I, I personally thought it would, the time was Pochettino two years ago, and they took on Solskjaer, and Pochettino was coming up, was 
free, or maybe even last year before he signed for PSG. I think he's fabulous coach and style of play to Super United, but you know, there's not really that nothing. You know, you say so you go and make a decision on Saturday, you get rid of Solskjaer, okay, you don't go for Conte. There's there's no one where you'd say he's a Man United manager available and readily available. They're all at top clubs. So I think they need to just see it through till someone really stands out and you go, yeah, there's the one you have to get him. Like a player, like when Ronaldo comes available, you know, whatever it might be, go for that manager. But right now, you, I think you just leave Solskjaer to go out and bubble away. And as long as they're staying in the top four, you know, it might be challenging for the league. You stay in the top four and half competitive in the Champions League, you leave them to it till that sort of difference maker, special manager comes along, comes along like another club or someone comes available like that type of manager and that suits Man United's style as well. I don't think Conte suits Man United's style. Um, you know, you're just used to good attacking enjoyable football. Why Mourinho didn't work out, everyone was just, you know, you couldn't watch it. You couldn't watch Louis Van Hal. Um, you know, fairness to Solskjaer, it's been watchable. You know, there have been plenty of enjoyment and excitement. Um, you know, just a complete inconsistency. But uh, yeah, wait. I wait for, try wait for the right man. Not guarantee. You don't can't guarantee anything. You know, good a manager is might work out, but try, try and get this one right. It's so important and make yeah. sure that someone, um, someone who really stands out and is a special, special coach. Yeah, I think that's an important point, though. It's about the replacement. It's not about the sacking. It's about who's next, yeah. rather than getting rid of what we have there, which I think most clubs probably don't think enough about when they do it. Um. That's United. They're playing tonight. So are Chelsea. We were going to talk about them, <laughs> Well, do you know what? I talked all about them without mentioning hardly at all the team that beat them. So I'm as bad as all the other Irish media I was just moaning about beforehand. But there you go. Uh, let's play 1-2-3. Uh, this is Ladbrokes 1-2-3, which you can play right now on Ladbrokes.com or on the Ladbrokes app. You uh, pick three scores from um, the weekend's games in the Premier League. Uh, if you pick the score right in one game, you get a one euro free bet. If you pick it in two, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three scores correctly, you win 100 euro in cash. It's absolutely free to play. Kevin's going to make his picks now. Brighton and Arsenal, the informed, the two yeah. informed teams in the Premier League. Brighton could have went top on Monday, but it ended up getting a good draw against their old rivals, Palace. Arsenal looked great, I have to say. I watched the first half an hour of that game. Spurs, shambles, all the usual thing. We always go negative on these things. But I was like, Arsenal have shape. That looks like I love the Saka coming off off the right wing back position, Odegaard and Smith Rowe in behind the Bamiyang. It just looked good, I have to say. Yeah, it did. You know, like, again, I, I'm just because of the whole Spurs thing and how it was, they were good and Spurs were so bad. I'm not sure. This is a really, this, oh, this one, this is my hardest one to call. Brighton have been excellent. Um, they're ahead of Arsenal. Like, Brighton are what? Brighton are in the league, they're sixth. Um, you know, Arsenal, in fairness to Arsenal, I saw them at the start of the season when they lost a couple of games and there was a lot of stick being thrown about, but they actually weren't that bad. Um, you know, if they can stick at it and get a bit of relief and it seems to seems to be turning a little bit of a corner, but this is a tough game for them. I'm going to go with a draw, Nick. Um, yeah. I just can't, yeah. Brighton have just been so impressive. I would hate to, you know, back against them at home, you know, and how well they've been playing, you know. Um, so I'm going to go with a score draw, one piece. One all there, yeah. Not even the worst result for Arsenal after three. No. I suppose, yeah. But that's a that's a fair one there. Um, Palace against Leicester. Then um, Palace under Vieira shown some signs of life in the last couple of weeks, actually. But Leicester have struggled so far. Yeah. I what I kind of saw this coming a little bit. I don't know. Like I mean, it'll, I think it'll wash itself out over the course of the year. But it felt like that they were due to go almost in the opposite direction, not fall apart in April, May, and maybe just get that a little bit slow start that could put them under a bit of pressure. 
you know, later on in the season that they, they've had a lot of points to uh, in the bag early for the last, I think, three seasons, really, you know. So suddenly now, if they're going to be playing catch-up, they don't have all of that in the bag. They haven't caught anybody on the hop this year. Um, I think that's the difference. Yeah, it could be. And again, I don't know if they strengthen enough. And it's the same sort of basis of squad over the last few years. They're all getting older. You know, Jamie Vardy, they're relying on someone who's, you know, who relies on his pace. And he's getting older now. Um, I'm going to, I, I, Palace, Sellers Park, if they have any form, it's a hard place to go. Um, just a sort of intimidating stadium. Um, I'm going to go with Palace home in here. Um, you said they've started to turn things around a bit. I'm going to go with 2 1 Crystal Palace. 2 1 to Palace. Yeah, I, I, again, I like that call. Worryingly, I know. <laughs> because if I like it, you've no chance of picking it. Never working, Mick, is it? All right, the last game there. This is the one we'll look yeah. forward to all weekend. It's uh, Liverpool City. We've talked a good bit about it. Liverpool being at home is something that you've mentioned a good bit this year as well. That Anfield maybe gives that extra kick that the other stadiums haven't. Yeah. And yet, home form has been very good this year, as we expected with fans back in the stadium. But Anfield, it's had Klopp even saying last night, it's our first time back in a few games. We can't wait to go back, you know. That yeah. could be yeah, definitely. Um, and a, a big game like that, I, I can imagine the atmosphere would be un, you know, unreal. The atmosphere was great. Playing at Anfield was brilliant. And I didn't play their big games, obviously. You know, this is a big game. The atmosphere must only ramp up something amazing for a game like this. So, um, real, that is a real... Uh, you know, extra few percent for Liverpool. We talked about, you know, last season trying to think of reasons why their form wasn't as good. And I thought that was a big thing in the way they play it and how they rely on the crowd. So I'm going to go, you know, and Liverpool playing well this season, top of the league going into this. Let's see, I think only a point behind them. But uh, I'm going to go with a home win for those different reasons. I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a 3 1 home win. Wow. A bit bold. Yeah. Liverpool are scoring goals though. And see them see it going to like one all and City trying to break or trying to trying to get something or one nil to Liverpool, maybe City putting a lot of pressure on and Liverpool just catching them on the break um, as the game goes on. Very good. Okay, so Liverpool 3-1. Liverpool fans will be delighted with that. So the three games that Kevin has gone for in 1-2-3 is a one-all draw between Brighton and Arsenal at the Amex uh, Crystal Palace to beat Leicester City 2-1 and Liverpool to beat Manchester City 3-1 and stay at top of the league. So um Look, if you agree or disagree, you can go and play yourself right now on ladbrooks.com. Uh, you pick one game right, you get a one euro free bet. You get two right, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you get a hundred euro cash and it's completely free to play. Kevin, thanks a million. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy Champions League tonight as well. I suppose that depends on how United get on, whether that's enjoyable or not. Yeah, Villarreal as well. Bad memories of that. From yeah, not, not very ago. recent. The game is back in form now, though. He's saving Getting all the penalties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, they're not scoring them anymore, though. Uh, thanks a million to Kevin. We'll talk to him uh, again next week. Uh, look, we're into a really, really uh, good and exciting and um, quick-paced part of the football season at the moment. So lots to get to with Kevin every week. Great stuff from him, as always. Uh, if you're having a bet on the football or any other sport at all over the course of the week, please always gamble responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for more information. But we'll be back with more build-up in association with that book. Thanks.